Hello and welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Anna Louise Kenny and with me is Jessica Stagg. In these podcast episodes, we bring to you industry experts who have been there, done that, paving the way to help educate and build you and your aesthetic business. And this is the latest episode of the Skin Philosophy Edit. My name is Jessica Stagg. Today we have Anne Louise. She owns um, the Skin Philosophy Training Academy and it is by far one of the best training academies that I have ever been on um, to the point that I even do teaching for her and we have been very good friends since we met. Um, so Anne Louise has got a lot of experience that she can give you today in regards to the um, beauty and aesthetic industry. She's opened clinics herself. She's brought out a skincare brand, which is an amazing, uh, which is amazing. She's um, worked all over overseas. She's had detox retreats and um, well-being retreats. So she's got a lot that she can give to people. So what we're going to go through today on the podcast is um, Anne Louise is going to tell us a little bit about herself, and we're going to dive into. Um, what we need to be looking at when we're looking for training courses. Um, if you're a complete beginner in the beauty and aesthetic industry, um, opening up businesses, some tips and advice. And we're going to be going through a little bit of how we've seen the industry change over the years and just her general experience of what she's seen. So um, welcome, Anne Louise. And if you can just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are so we can go for everything. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I got into the industry... 19 years ago um, I went into beauty because I was such a tomboy I I think my careers teacher mentioned it and then um, I, it was kind of I wasn't really the most apt person for this career and some of my friends were like that doesn't suit you you won't be able to do it so I started doing it and um, that's kind of the way my life has been always Um, yeah so I went into the beauty industry I worked in the sanctuary spa in Covent Garden I worked in New York I worked on cruise ships I worked in Spain Um, I worked uh, yeah uh, in Ireland in a couple of places and then back in 2007 2008 I was living in South Africa working in a salon and I came home back to Ireland and I went for an interview with a salon slash clinic and um, to basically do a a system manager and job and I remember going in for the interview and when I came out my father dropped me up because I, I was landed back maybe a few days and I said to him this is the future of beauty it was peels laser IPL um, all of those treatments and this was back 2008 and the salon was very ahead of its time but I knew this is the way industry was going to go so three months later I was their manager three months later I was their area manager and then I got approached to set up a, a chain of clinics for a company and a couple of years later we had set up three very successful clinics and um, doing all the peels needling um, every kind of advanced treatment was and at the time I could find that the staff were so unsure because what you would do the first time I ever did training for laser it was you know three hours in length you didn't learn the the basics behind it the physics behind it and how it works and you were just point and shoot the laser at a person so um, it was three hours and then you were going working on a client and that was the first ever 
like what I saw of a laser. Mm. So that I noticed over time. So I said to a couple of the suppliers, you know, why, why, why isn't there more um, in-depth training? And they were like, it's not, we're here to teach you about the machine you're getting trained on. There's no, they, the therapist should be already educated in the background of lasers, etc. But there was nothing out there. So in 2011, this time 10 years ago, I left my very secure, cushy job and um, started working in bars part time and got all the information together that I knew, wrote up some manuals and started teaching laser. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was 10 years ago. Um, so I was the first ever school that just focused on advanced treatments like laser peels and needling for therapists just advancing their um their careers and advancing their knowledge and then you know some of the spires at the time were like you know this isn't going to be your they don't need it um but then the industry boomed Mm -hmm. everywhere was doing it clinics opened everywhere and therapists wanted to invest in themselves in their own knowledge to make sure they were the best in the industry so we've had a very busy 10 years Mm -hmm. um doing that and then I opened some clinics and um then I set up the skincare the skincare was to kind of get an effective vegan skincare that Mm -hmm. was results but wasn't extremely expensive and wasn't um was vegan as well so it's suitable to everyone Mm. so yeah that's where I have been amazing (laughs) so um so yeah you've definitely been there and experienced everything and what I love is that what you can also educate people is not the importance of training but the experience you can give on working in these different environments working with different clientele building a business and um it's amazing how much work in all these different locations you meet such a different calibre of people's personalities, yeah. staffing, um, yeah. clients, treatments. So um, say, obviously, and what I love about the training as well is that a lot of training that's out there is branded training where it's very salesy. So people are trying to give you the training and train you up specifically on that brand, on those ingredients and trying to sell you whatever they're doing. Whereas what's amazing about your training is that you're trying to give people the knowledge. You're not trying to like sell to people. You're saying you're giving them the, the foundations of this is the knowledge behind it. And then you then go off and then you can then put it into practice on all the brands that you want to go to and everything. So the training's amazing um so it, what would you say so the first question I'd like to ask you for people that are probably going to be interested is um what are we looking out for when we are purchasing like training courses so what do you how do you what what is it that you're offering or what do people need to look out for because what I find now in the training industry um especially obviously we're in a lot of forums we speak to a lot of people we see a lot of students um it's being very overwhelmed now by either obviously the difference between the cheaper courses and the more expensive courses because cheap potentially doesn't always mean bad and really expensive doesn't always mean really good um what are you looking out for in terms of the um certification that you get with it what would you recommend in terms of like knowledge or doing your research on the trainer if someone was looking for a course now what would you say to look out for okay so your biggest thing is the certificate you're going to be getting Mm -hmm. so at the moment there's a lot of accreditation and endorsement Mm -hmm. and accreditation can technically cover a wide range of certificates but what you want to do is you want to make sure that it's an actual qualification that's um, approved by the government Mm -hmm. so to be approved by the government it has to be Mm off-call regulated so off-call regulated means that they 
people say for example VTCT, ITEC, they are actually going along with the guidelines and have been approved by Ofqual to deliver these qualifications. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know for example who the certificate is by you can always look up to see if that if it is Ofqual regulated. Mm -hmm. That's your first question. Mm -hmm. Your second question who the governing body is. So the governing body is a bit like a brand. Mm -hmm. It's um, you know some people it has higher standards some of them have lower standards some of them have more guided learning hours um, some of them have get less guided learning hours so take for example the big one in beauty in general beauty is Sodesco Sodesco mm -hmm. is it has the highest number of hours required to complete beauty it's the most in-depth and the most recognized mm -hmm. internationally but Sodesco don't really do the more advanced stuff mm -hmm. um, so they don't do peels needling laser mm -hmm. um, so then you're looking at the likes of SIPTAC, ITEC or VTCT. Mm -hmm. There is also BTEC as well. Mm -hmm. um, anything, there are more coming out, like there's another new one called IQ Verify, mm -hmm. which is also off-qual off um, regulated as well. Mm -hmm. And they're the brand. Yeah. That's the brand you're choosing to go with. So that mm -hmm. brand is going to assist you in how to deliver those qualifications mm -hmm. and make sure that you're delivering them right mm -hmm. and make sure that you are, um, the students that you're putting out there are actually to very high standard mm -hmm. so for example we have vtct vtct are have now own itech mm -hmm. so it's a vtct itech qualification vtct is v or q mm -hmm. v or q is is the exact same as nvq mm -hmm. nvq is year end examiner mm -hmm. so V or Q means it's continuous assessment. Now, I like continuous assessment because me with exams, I'm terrible. Yeah. Like when I did my A-levels, I was like, okay, I'm not going to stress myself out. So I'm just going to make sure I go to bed early. Mm -hmm. I'm going to not um, study too much in case I stress myself out. Mm -hmm. And I didn't do as good as I should have because it was just too much built up to the end yeah. pressure. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're getting t continually assessed, like you mm -hmm. do one facial treatment, yeah. every single treatment you're getting assessed, okay, you can improve this, you mm -hmm. can improve that. Um, and that means it's a much better way of learning mm -hmm. so that... Um, um, you are not you practicing practicing and then you mm -hmm. get a final exam and that's what I like about VTCT is yeah. continual assessment mm -hmm. um, so the way you're learning mm -hmm. has a lot to do with that brand yeah. so doing a bit of research into the brand mm -hmm. that you're going with mm -hmm. if it's something that's endorsed endorsed mm -hmm. means that it is an insurance company gives a stamp of approval mm -hmm. Which is very easy to buy. Mm -hmm. So like I yeah. could go and buy endorsements from insurance companies and I would get a stamp of approval mm -hmm. and I'd be able to give out a certificate. It's mm -hmm. not a proper qualification. It's yeah. not a college qualification. Yeah. It is just basically a certificate mm -hmm. from a stamp of an insurance company yeah. you go to a different insurance company and they'll be like hmm, mm -hmm. yeah maybe if you if something happens and you end up in court mm -hmm. that's when there could be an issue I don't I really don't want to be that kind of but if you're going to educate yourself and you want the best, mm. that, then you need to look at this. If you don't want to and you choose to just go for something that's endorsed, mm -hmm. you'll probably be covered 90% of the time. Yeah. But it is, personally, I prefer to, if I'm going to change career or I'm going to educate myself, I prefer it to be mm. the best qualification. Yeah. 
And I also find as well is that the sort of industry that we're in by we're treating people, we're dealing with um, people's bodies, um, expectations, confidence. It's really important that we're giving people obviously the best of our like knowledge to be able to back ourselves up and the thing is is you never know what you're going to be faced with so even though you've gone on to this qualification you can do this treatment um if anything does go wrong god forbid it's one of those things that are you really covering yourself of all angles that this is this certification is allowing you with your insurance to do this and what i find is really important when you're looking for training as well is actually finding out exactly what what is part of the course so how many days it is finding out about the trainer um find finding out about um, how much knowledge in the process behind the training because a lot of it is kind of like yeah you've got this level four qualification but it's like a one-day course and where's this level four qualification coming from so the background that comes behind it like and what I love about your training is the process of everything is not only is it VTCT which is like obviously the best kind of awarding body that we can be going for and certification but also as well is that it's the process behind it you have to do um written um task sheets written coursework then you have to do um, physical exams theory exams and then obviously they can come back for ongoing training Mm -hmm. and it's that constant knowledge behind it of making sure that they're staying up to date yeah and And the other thing was is that the teacher thing yeah making sure the teacher has experience because I can teach someone all this information, but mm-hmm. unless they've worked on faces continuously yeah. for at least a year, yeah. what are they really going to know about real time? Yeah. Um, so making sure checking out, that's the other thing, checking out mm-hmm. how long your teacher has been doing those treatments for, because there's too many out there with opinions that actually haven't worked in a clinic. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, the experience of the trainer is really important. Um, so that's amazing so the other thing that I was going to want to go through with you is more from like a business perspective is say if um, people are coming into the industry and they're completely new to it and they're wanting to open up businesses from maybe your own personal experience um, but what was kind of the biggest things that you've had to face of what you would advise newbies of what they could avoid or what they could or what you is it really important from square one um if you can give a couple of points from your own experience um for opening up a a business for opening up a clinic a salon um what we're not so good at in this industry is business plans yeah (laughs) (laughs) working on the background of the business and the, the planning yeah yeah and the figures and everything like that you have to be aware of um, what you're going to spend, the amount you're going to spend, um, what you need to bring in to actually make that. And a lot of people I find is they're, they, you know, with a laser machine, you're caught, you're, a good laser machine is minimum going to be 20, 30,000. Mm. So how am I going to get that paid off quickly? Mm. Um, so having a business plan is something to keep reverting back to. And if you're not um, making the figures you should be, mm. it'll if you have that what figures you should be making mm-hmm. if that'll keep you on track yeah. to kind of go okay well this the last month was terrible so this mm-hmm. month i need to make this amount of money to actually make sure that i'm covering my overheads that i'm paying off my machine and we're not the greatest at doing that because we're more creative people Mm -hmm. that's why we're in this industry we're we're about people we're about Mm -hmm. looking after them and um and we're not so much the figures Mm -hmm. so um sitting down doing a proper proper in-depth business plan is Mm -hmm. definitely the most important thing i think picking picking your brand Mm -hmm. 
choosing like you know your name the colors mm-hmm. and and sticking to that is also yeah. really really important yeah. and then making sure the one thing I can say is everything I use, like skincare products, treatment wise, mm. I know they give results. Yeah. So even if a client is like, oh, I don't see much of a difference with that one. Mm. I know there will be a, di- a result. Yeah. So making sure that you're getting the best skincare in, that you're getting the best treatments in, mm-hmm. that you're always delivering the best results. Yeah. That will help you sleep easier at night. Yeah. Um, if someone, you know, sometimes people's expectations are different and that's fine. That's just the world we live in at the moment. Mm. But. But um, if you know you are giving the best skincare and this best skincare advice, mm. there's not much else you can do. Yeah. You know, that's... You know the best yeah exactly yeah. Mm. yeah that's far I find is like the two main things that I see is I think the business aspect and the cash flow aspect seems, um, tends to be a huge thing because like you said people are a lot more creative and I find with this industry is that um, a lot more like what I always say like I'm always educating my students is that working on the business is just as important as working in it mm. of that we're used to being the creator the the customer service the front of house of doing the treatment but what happens is that the behind the scenes starts getting unorganized and then everyone's then spreading themselves too thin. It's really important to have that balance between working on it and work and being the therapist as well. And like another thing that I find is like you said, having the best of everything. But another thing that I see that goes wrong is that people are spent, um, people get excited, get pulled into opening up clinics. Obviously, if people have the budget and the, and uh, the, um, everything there to, bring in all the best equipment and the, and spend 20, 30, 40 grand on machines. That's amazing. But you can also be working on a bit of a budget, but still giving the best. You're almost better off having kind of like the le- less stuff, but the best of it, creating result-driven treatments and, and people really understanding what you're all about rather than trying to spread yourself too thin, bringing in loads of different bits and pieces. And then you end up getting dissatisfied customers because you're not having as good a result. But then people are not really understanding your brand and what you're all about. So it's like, it's making it clear right from day one what you're all about your business plan your budgeting your cash flow and and obviously bringing it all together for a bit for every covering everything yeah exactly because that that I've seen so many therapists Mm. that their business had to go under because you know they they have committed to buying in a machine that's too much for Mm. what they can get in to pay off Mm. and they've had to close and I've seen it so many times Mm. and it's like really you have to predict okay if no money comes in Mm. you know or 500 pounds comes in a month Mm. what am I going to do how am I going to make that better and um yeah it is it is it is sad when you kind of have the those therapists that do suffer Mm. that way but really it's all about planning and realistic expectations of what you can bring in yeah definitely and I think as well, like thinking a lot of head because in this industry, you do have like the ups and downs. You do have really busy months. You never, this is a sort of industry where you kind of don't really know what's around the corner. So you want to try and be as organized and planned and exactly yeah. knowing what what's going on as much as possible. So you can have a bit more control over the whole situation. Yeah, yeah no, that's really a good point. Um, so um the one of the last questions that I would like to ask you is kind of going from like your own experience is that how have you seen the industry change over the years like either in terms of treatments like you said like it was a lot about like beauty salons but now going into more aesthetic clinical treatments um either or the training of the staff or the sort of clientele that we're bringing in do you think that um people are purchasing more treatments in terms of um, what they're seeing as trends and then we're having to educate people like how do you think that it's ch- changed since you've been in the industry yeah well uh, like uh, I remember when I was 
when I was 18, I was went and trained to a Dermalogica and did mm-hmm. the Dermalogica facials. Mm-hmm. And, and Dermalogica at the time, they were a game changer because we didn't really have anything that was about the skin or educating in the skin before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for their time, they did amazing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember doing the facials and it would just give the skin a glow and a lift and just the clients would be so, so, so happy mm. just from that. Yeah. Fast forward 20 years later and clients are now, you know, they're asking you which treatments they want to do on their face. You know, they're coming in and they're saying, I want hydrofacial, I want a skin needling. Mm. Um, and it's very, very easy to give in to the client of what of their their knowledge and them them thinking they know what's best for their skin. Mm-hmm. So at the moment what we're finding is is clients are being the boss mm-hmm. more of that situation. And I really do always with the students, I'm like, take a step back, mm-hmm. do a consultation, find out what's best with them mm-hmm. and then book them in for the best treatment. So when with the clinics, anytime we'd have clients calling up to say, oh, I want to book in for a dermapen. Mm-hmm. Um, we would say, no, you n- you cannot. As a new client, you need to come in for a consultation first mm-hmm. because anytime they would come in for just a dermapen, they wouldn't get what they want out of the treatment because they'd have this knowledge that they'd have this expectations. Mm-hmm. And really, you have to sit down and go, okay, if you're treating fine lines, yes, it will look great doing the skin needling but you should really be combining that with skin with skin peels or radio frequency to Mm. best boost that result Mm. and if you don't sit down and say that with them at the start Mm. then they're not going to be happy at the end of Mm. treatment and then people's expectations you know that taking before and after pictures is Mm. so important Mm. because people they they think like they see instagram they see filters and they're like they want to be 10 years younger Mm. and it's i've i've had clients with they've less lines like they literally Mm. have less lines on their face from one treatment Mm. and because it's not 10 years younger Mm. they don't see it and only for the before and after pictures actually shows them the less lines Mm. then they're like all right okay um that and then i think the future of the industry is going to be shorter quicker treatments yeah everyone's too busy now to be having something done people I find that people now are a lot more going down the route of that they would rather have less luxury and more like result driven treatment than they would kind of just going in for a relaxation facial would just be like once every couple of months as a bit of a luxury thing to treat themselves but I do also think though that this industry is getting very like it's almost kind of like booming because people are also understanding the importance of kind of looking after themselves and it's amazing that how much things like just looking after your skin uh, I always say that we're almost kind of like people personal trainers of just coming in but not only are we there to look after your skin but we're there to basically tell tell like help educate you during the week yeah. what you could be doing from home yeah. how important the skin links to the body and like I find that the clientele now is like back when I first came into it it was about kind of like having just a luxurious like facial and people loved after loved it afterwards yeah. of just having that bright and treatment whereas now people are a lot it's like the clients now are becoming a lot more educated and reading a lot more and yeah. and understanding the treatments a lot more so um it's they're wanting like you said more result driven treatments yeah um but yeah it is um the what else is going to say the yeah the industry's going crazy which is good but yeah it is it is it's that change it's and also like making sure you have more knowledge yeah because some so many times you know you get um 
uh, a client saying, oh, well, on Google, I saw vitamin C would be great for me. Well, actually, it depends on the type of vitamin C. Yeah. It depends how it's stabilized. Yeah. It depends the formula. It yeah. depends on what you're trying to treat. Yeah. So having that knowledge is so so important mm-hmm. because they consumers know a lot more now yeah. so you want to be able to show that you are knowledgeable yeah. as well yeah. um like i saw a um an influencer mm-hmm. saying about um vitamin c smelling like poo poo <laughs> now this is an influencer in the skin industry mm-hmm. that is a beauty therapist mm-hmm. that actually talks about skin every single day and i was like yeah. It's called oxidization. Yeah. It's the same as iron rusting yeah. and it doesn't smell like poo-poo and you <laughs> should know this. Like the fact yeah. you don't know this, yeah. but if I was a customer, you know, listening to that, I'd be like, okay, well, how, how do you not know? Yeah. You know, so I do think keeping on top of your game is really, really important. Yeah. Clients are um, becoming a lot more educated, but they're wanting to know more answers and they're more of looking at the education behind, the knowledge behind that practitioner, yeah. n- like not just about coming in and having that treatment done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Cool. Well, yeah, I think we've covered most things. Um, so let's just finish off by giving like th- what is three bits of general advice that you would give to somebody um, who is coming into the industry and how you would advise them on either in terms of obviously like either dealing with kind of the like dealing with complaints or what to be looking out for in terms of kind of like clientele or doing or business open up business what are the three things that you would give to somebody who's just about to open up a business don't (laughs) yeah the biggest thing I think is is don't open a business because you want to open a business open a business because you want you care about clients Mm -hmm. you want to give them the results you want to change their lives and make them feel better about themselves Mm -hmm. because because oh some people have that oh I'll open a business and I'll just work flexi time and you and I know it it, (laughs) it's not no it's not near flexi time don't know what flexi time is yeah Yeah. and um they think it might be easier and they do that and that's the wrong reasons because Mm. then you get into the industry and you're not happy yeah um second thing for is if you get a client that you have warning bells for example they're complaining Mm -hmm. about another clinic or they haven't had results from another treatment from another place and politely decline them because Mm -hmm. they will never be happy and like so many times I say this and so many times people say to me later you were so right I should have just said no they're more hassle than the worth Mm -hmm. um I would say that and the third thing I would say is making sure that you're educating yourself properly Mm, that you're at the top of your game yeah I think that's what you just said then was absolutely perfect you're covering quite a lot of our aspects which people can almost like dive into and get more information about yeah 